Hey friends, welcome to episode 137 of Motherhood in Hollywood. My guest today is actor Colin Ferguson. You know him from the television show Eureka, You're the Worst, and also he is the new Maytag repairman. And we're going to talk to him about parenting and life in Hollywood, and I cannot wait to share this interview with you guys. So here we go. Hello, Mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hey, everybody. I hope you are having a wonderful week so far. Um, Listen, this episode is amazing. You know, I don't like to brag but I do like to brag. Um, (laughs) so my guest this week is Colin Ferguson and he, uh, a lot of you might know him as the Maytag man. He's a new Maytag uh, spokesperson, but he was also on a very popular show on the sci-fi network called Eureka. He was on a show for NBC years ago called coupling. He's been on the vampire diaries. Um, most recently he's been on you're the worst. So he's, very much a working actor. And he is also dad to a four-year-old. And I um, basically went up to him at an event a couple of weeks ago for the grand opening of the Museum of Selfies. Yes, that is a real thing. And I went up to him and said hello, introduced myself. He could not have been nicer. And I asked him if he would be on my show. And much to my surprise and excitement, he said yes. So I'm very excited to share this episode with you because he's very open and honest and transparent about the process of being a working actor in Hollywood and being a father and what that looks like in today's world versus, you know, back when he first started in the mid nineties, how much Hollywood has changed. The entertainment industry has changed how, uh, we audition the auditioning process, working on a set, and um, how he personally has changed since becoming a dad and how his outlook on the business is. So I love, I had so much fun. I honestly could have talked to him for hours and we did. (laughs) Even when we stopped recording, we kept talking forever. And um, he's just a really great guy. And I can't wait to share this interview with you guys. So that being said, um, I got an email from my agent this week. Basically, I think it was kind of one she sent out to everybody saying, Hey everyone. So pilot season is basically over and you're not going to have any more auditions for a while. It's going to be very slow. So if you've ever wanted to paint or write a movie, now's the time to do it. And there's nothing more like from your agent than getting an email that's like, Hey, you're not going to be working or auditioning for a while. So find something to do. Thankfully I have motherhood in Hollywood, which as you know, keeps me super busy in the best, most wonderful way. And then of course, also Channing turning five. Um, I've just been having all the feels lately and I will catch myself like starting to cry in the car. And I'm like, I can't believe my baby is turning five. Um, she's every day says things that are so smart and so wonderful and creative. And she told me the other day she wanted to be artistic when she grows up. And I'm like, what, what does that mean? What does that look like? And she said she wants to draw and paint and sing. And, uh, my heart just like swells. I'm like, yes, do it now. Who knows if she'll actually 
do that for a living but you know uh, the fact that her she is such an affinity for the arts right now just uh, makes me so happy makes me so proud so that's basically been my world over the past few weeks I've just been focusing on her birthday and then Chris's birthday is coming up like a week or so after hers and then we have anniversary time and so it's just this is my favorite time of the year where we're planning parties and celebrations and there's a lot of joy um in our house and yeah I love it it's a good time of year guys I hope you're having a good time of year as well and if you're not uh keep it to yourself no <laughs> You can always share anything with me anytime. You know that on Twitter at Heather Brooker and on Facebook and Instagram at Motherhood in Hollywood. Find me there. Follow me there. Also, make sure, take a minute, please, if you're new to my show and subscribe to my show on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you're listening. And uh, feel free to leave me a review. I would love to hear from you and let me know what you think about the show. All right. That's going to do it for my mommy monologue because I want to get to this interview with Colin. I know you guys are going to adore him just as much as I do. And um, just have, just enjoy what this is. is such a fun conversation between two people who genuinely love this industry and love acting. And I hope you guys can see that and hear it as well. All right. Here's my interview with Colin Ferguson. So my guest today, you guys, um, was kind enough to come on my show, even after I basically like ran up to him at a party and said, can I take a selfie with you? And then will you be on my show? Hi, Colin Ferguson. Hi, I'm Colin. Nice to meet (laughs) y'all. Um, that was a fun event the other night, by the way, the Museum of Selfies. Museum of Selfies in Glendale on brand. On brand. And we were both very excited and bonded over the fact there was something fun happening on our side of town because it seems like every event and every happening, if you will, in LA happens on the west side. Nothing yeah. ever happens on the east side. Why Why is that? Are we I lame? I think, I think, no. I think what we are is we're ahead of the curve. I, I think <laughs> it's it's gonna roll out to us uh-huh. eventually. I get yeah, it. because the West Siders they've always had it all over there. Yeah. And it's convenient for them, but cheap party spaces are now are it's here. all east side, right? Yeah. So there's Glendale, there's Eagle Rock, there's Los Feliz, there's like Silver Lake, all of these hip places, and I'm just surprised that there's not more things happening over here. Maybe there aren't. We just don't know about. Them. Okay, maybe that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> we're parents after all. <laughs> maybe we don't true. know what these maybe kids we're are just doing. Not invited. Mm, awkward. Um, but I'm so glad that you were so lovely and so friendly. Which when you go up to a celebrity. You don't always know if they're going to be nice or no. It can go badly. Yeah, and I've I've done it, and I've been witness to it, where you're you're sort of going, "What?" I thought you were cool, man. Yeah, and then it, <laughs> then it actually becomes difficult for me anyway to watch them in things oh, because all yes. I think is like, "He was a dick." Yeah. You can swear, dead. by the way. Oh, I can't. Okay, yeah, yeah. 100%. You, you saw exactly what happened. <laughs> I was like, I never cleared if I should swear. You can 100% swear. Yeah. Um. Okay, now I need to know who have you met that you were like, eh, There's no, no way. There is <laughs> no gonna, way. You're what? not going to give it it? Is no. It, is but, it Kai Eric Erickson? Absolutely. Saying. What a monster. <laughs> Kai is a mutual friend of ours that I just discovered the other day because I posted a picture on my Insta with Colin and my friend Claudia who I know listens to this show. Hey girl, um, sent me a message and we were messaging about how you and Kai are friends. And we also have a lot of improv and comedy friends in common through Acme through Acme. And now you said you're just starting to do improv or like, what do you, what do you mean? Yeah. About a year ago, I, 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 picked up with a group called the cliffhangers here in town. And, uh, for six months I was doing, you know, a lot of stuff with them or once a month, their, their, their show and a lot of fun. And I've fallen out in the last sort of 
five or six months because of parenting and pilot season right. and, and, and life and whatnot. But um, yeah, there's a lot of groups here in town, and it's worth going and seeing them. Tilt the mic down just a little. Don't tell me what to do. More straight up. There you go. Um, uh, why now, Olva? Did, have you done improv before, or was this something you were just kind of like, oh, I really want to try this? No, I was a founding member of Detroit Tech and City. Oh, cool. So I did, I didn't know that. Yeah, way back in the, in the early 90s, I was in Montreal, and I started improvising because I needed money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I found a, a job with a, a group at a bar called On the Spot. And we went on to win or or play second in the Just for Last Festival for about five years. So it was so, amazing. Yeah, so I did it. I did it five nights a week for about six years, um, and then dropped it completely when I moved to LA. Did you just get burned out? Because I know I did. When I first moved here, I did nothing but improv and sketch, and I was at the Groundlings and Acme and UCB, oh, and wow. I just got major improv and sketch burnout. Well, I, I we'd taken it to such. A great level with that group we were so tight we were so close I and the that. idea of starting over with a random group of people mm-hmm. was just, i didn't want to climb the mountain again um you. and also it was a very different style we were a we were a bar-based group so it was fast it was short scenes was it like short games a lot of games a lot of games um but it was sort of of that ilk and here when i got here it felt like it was far more we're just gonna find it, and Long scenes form. are gonna yeah, scenes are gonna find yeah. their way. And I was I I'm too yeah OCD yeah or, or you know like sh- tw- quick twitch to be like this is taking forever. <laughs> this is like, get Can to the someone funny. come in with something hilarious because I'm bored. <laughs> That's that's very true. There's a big trend for long form improv here, like especially at UCB. Mm-hmm. Growlings is more short form and gamey, which oh, I good. really liked their stuff. I find the long form self indulgent. Yes. I think it's great for rehearsal. I think it's great for practice. Mm-hmm. It's something you should know how to do. But as far as for an audience. They should know that there's going to be a laugh regularly. And I think once you get to the end, they're also proud of themselves. Like, oh, look how we brought it all back around. Remember that thing you said 30 minutes ago? We remembered it. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of like, look at all the stuff we just let die. Right. You know, that never gets mentioned at the end of the show. Like, hey, look at those 40 things that we just let go. Oh, God, that's so funny. But so true, though. That's so true. Totally. So um, tell me, why are Canadians so funny? Well, we're we're and nice. We're we are we are nice. You are nice people, and there is there is a comedy. I think when you're the the poorer sister to the north of a giant <laughs> country, you just grow up with two perspectives. You grow up outside of the mainstream, which is the U.S., mm-hmm. and you have your own country with its own rules and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's hard not to poke fun. I think the same thing can be said of the Scots. Yeah, um, they're the, the you know the poor country to the north of, of Britain. And, and arguably England, have a sorry. much better sense of humor as Scottish people. They're hilarious. Very they're funny. so <laughs> irreverent. And so like, whatever. And, and well, my mom's Scottish. She was oh, born in, cool. in Glasgow. So hey, we're, ba- we're probably related. What? I just did the Ancestry.com thing and traced all my ancestry roots back to um, Scotland and England. No and way. a little bit of like Germany. Sorry, everybody. But, um, but I'm like, I'm so I'm like, are we related to everybody? <laughs> I did the uh, the twenty three and me. Oh yeah, you know. So I did that, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and I was hoping for something exotic. You know, like sure. you think I was just from Scotland, but no, I'm You're really actually African. you know African. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> something and, cool and exotic. Uh, no, ninety eight percent Northern Europe. Yes. I was like, oh yeah, that's boring. <laughs> I'd be like shocker to no one. Yeah. Well, because I, I know the family <laughs> history back, you know, two or three hundred years, and I figured like, okay. Well, with the name like Ferguson, that's a very Scottish name. Very Scottish. Name. Yeah. 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 Um, do you watch 
Outlander. <laughs> no, never seen it. Oh, it's so good. It's really? so good. Yeah. Um, I read all the books like 10 years ago when they first came out and my husband called them my time travel sex books, which is 100% the best way to Why describe it. Why haven't I seen this? <laughs> it is literally what it is. It's totally a time travel sex story and it is like borderline like Skinamax late at night. Really? Oh yeah. Um, but it's so good. Like it's Outlander. so good. And they're like all over Scotland. Yeah. I always said Scotlander. They're all over Scotland and it's so beautiful. You see so much of the country. Oh, and um, have you been to Scotland? Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh. Many, many times. Yeah. It's, it's an unbelievably beautiful country and an unbelievably cold country. Oh really? See, well in the winter. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, but you you're from Canada. I assume everywhere in Canada is cold and freezing. You know, Victoria, Vancouver, they can't really claim that it gets cold there, but I'm from Montreal and that's, you know, an really? island in the middle of a river. So, uh yeah, Montreal's freezing. Freezing cold. Freezing. See, there are times when I'm like, "Oh, I could move somewhere. I'd like to move to another country or whatever, but I can't leave the warmth. I've been spoiled by LA." Well, the big lie that that, you know, we get is as Canadians, they're like, "Oh, but I sure do love the seasons. It's like, do ya? All of them do every ya? day. It's been minus 30 for a month. Do you still love it? Are you, how's Such that feel yeah. when you can't feel your toes and your fingers anymore? Exactly. Yeah, that the coat terrible. and the, you know, the winter tires and the summer tires and you know all that stuff that I have no interest in getting to know again. Kai is always going back to Canada because he says and he feels like that's where a lot of the work is. It is for actors. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's just because he's got Canadian connections, you know, and that sort of thing. But I know a lot of sci-fi stuff is filming up there. It and does. now a lot of like, didn't I want to say Supergirl or, um, well, Supergirl's always shot or in arrow. Yeah. Arrow. arrow shoots in Vancouver. Yeah. Supergirl shirts shoots in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these Riverdale. shows are, yeah, they're all, they're all shooting up there. So, as an actor here in LA who's from Canada, do you ever mm. feel like, should I go back? Or is that where the you know, the majority of the no, work is? I mean, I, I think about, I'm like you, like this is my home. Mm -hmm. I love Los Angeles. Yeah. Me too. Um, you know, I, I'm considering Hawaii as a place to move to, but, um, that's, that's sort of where my temperature in the distance. Is. But maybe, ironically, or? I don't feel cold. Yeah. Ironically, I go home and I'm fine and I'm here in 120 degrees and I'm fine. Like I just yeah. regulate really well. So it, yeah. it shouldn't matter to me where I live, but I just like this weather. Yeah. Um, but the problem they're having now with the new Trump laws is if you're working as a, if you're a resident in the United States mm -hmm. and you're working in Canada, Canadians are going to insist that you work as a person. But if you work as a person and not through your corporation, you're not going to be able to write off your commission anymore. Oh, okay. As the new Trump laws go through. Yeah. So there's this huge thing where all the Canadians are like, hey, can you hire me as my corporation? Do yeah. I have to start a Canadian corporation? It's getting weird. So, yeah, I was going to say that seems to make it more complicated for sure. Yeah, um, it does because the Canadians need you to work as a Canadian and get their tax credit, which is why you get a lot of work when you mm -hmm. go to Canada. But if you work as a person, you can no longer write off your commission, which is 25% of your income. That was crazy. Yeah. What was your first sort of introduction to film and television was it when you came down to LA from um, Montreal or was it um no well I I I knew that it was possible to work on television mm -hmm. I knew that that was because I'd turn on my tv and there were humans on it <laughs> right you're, you're like that was a big indicator yeah, yeah you're like okay so that's an option but I was an incredibly shy kid like mm -hmm. you know absolutely problematically shy so um I guess it was by working with the improv group in Montreal, by the very nature of going to work every day, I was the youngest by, 
you know, four years and it went, you know, some of them significantly older mm-hmm. and they were all actors. So by going to work every day, I'd hear about agents and, and oh, this is this. And so I le- my learning about the industry was by going to do these, to do these improv shows. shows. Oh, wow. And so by the nature of that, you know, I would meet uh, an agent and, you know, hang out with the, the secretary mm-hmm. and, you know, sort of get side pocketed that way. So I slowly started to get into it um, in Montreal. And then uh, back in the day, obviously, this was pre-internet. This is 90, 93, 94. There was no work. I, I couldn't play a waiter. I couldn't play a cop. I didn't mm-hmm. look right. So there was no work for me in Montreal. So I needed to make a move immediately. Uh, and the idea of going to Toronto, where there was work, mm-hmm. uh, or Vancouver, and then hitting that ceiling, and then needing to start again after that seemed and, um, ridiculous. Yeah. So I just moved straight to L.A. Just moved straight to L.A. Yeah. Did you feel like there was anything else you wanted to do with your life? Or were you just like, nope, I'm going to be an actor. Like, this is it. I found my calling. Well, my, my problem was, um, I was I was good at a lot. Like, I was athletic, and there wasn't a, a course I could do that I didn't get a really good grade in. It mm-hmm. was just sort of simple. Never the best. Yeah. And so I would go into these courses, let's call it physics or chemistry or algebra or whatnot. Right. Um, and I was always in the top 5%, but I knew I wasn't a prodigy. You know, like I'd yeah. look and I'd go, that guy's on another level. Right. You know, because there's always that There's guy. always that, yeah, those, those students who were always like, infinitely better yeah you know because I was always a sort of average student as well like I wasn't terrible right um but I wasn't the best right yeah I think I was actually ranked like 30 out of 60 kids in my graduating class oh, that's I was literally like the average well, I think I was like third highest grade yeah like so like you know valedictorian maybe one or two guys and, and then, then you and then, and then yeah. me but but it, but my identity came from looking at those guys and sort of going well I'm not that guy and that guy should do this. He's a math guy. He 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 just is. Yeah. And so I was always looking for my thing, and I think it was the the improvising. My mm-hmm. buddy showed up one day in my dorm room, and said, "Hey, I, we're we're gonna go and do this thing called improvising." And I was like, "What is it?" And he says, "Oh, you get up and do scenes." And I was, as I said, problematically shy. But the nature of being problematically shy is I didn't know how to say no. Oh, so yeah. so I was like, oh, that sounds terrible. You know, I would not like to do. And so you like, were bullied into into acting in improv. So 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 I go in. So I show up obviously with him, and I do one little workshop with them, and they come up to me after the class and they say, "We want you to work with us this weekend. You're you're in the you're in the troupe." Oh wow! Um, and I was like, oh, my buddy didn't. Oh, get no. <laughs> yeah. isn't that always, always the way it goes? I was like, oh, he, I'm I'm the guy he brought, right? Um, and so I started that weekend, and, and um, as a college student, the only, the best way to get over shyness is uh, money, because mm-hmm. you're sure. super poor, and you're like, you're gonna give me twenty dollars for this show? Like I'm in exactly college money. That's like twenty beers. Yeah, because we used to have dollar long necks, and my college town, so twenty dollars is twenty beers. That's that's awesome. one night of and they give fun. you a pitcher of beer. Yeah, for doing the show. <laughs> Because oh, it, awesome. it was Montreal, drinking age was 18. Yeah. So these oh, were like, yeah. we'd go out right. So from that first day um, in in the, the workshop, next weekend, I was performing like in bars, like proper bars. That's amazing. Yeah. And you came to LA, you just sort of took the leap and you came down here. And yeah. honestly, when I was like reading more about you and looked at your IMDb, it seems like you just started working right away. Did it feel like that to you? Well, I was side pocketed in Montreal, which means you're not represented for those listening. <laughs> uh, I was side pocketed by this agency and they were shooting this movie in town and they uh, were looking for, 
you know, all sorts of guys, they wouldn't send me in, they wouldn't send me in. Finally, they said, okay, we're going to send you in for this small role. So I go in for this small role. The director's in the room. I do the reading. He says, huh, would you read this? It's for the lead. Mm-hmm. And I'd worked one day, you know. And prior to this, by the way, I'd done an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Um, <laughs> and I'd done a couple days of extra work because I wanted to find out what a what set like was. Yeah, yeah. What, you know. That's so important. I tell people all the time, if yeah. you get a chance, just do background work yeah. on a few shows or you know, few films if you can, just to see what it's like on a set and how people are treated. So once you get to L.A., then what was the biggest thing that surprised you or what were you sort of, um, I guess, yeah, surprised about, about this town and how the process works? Was it too slow? Was it too fast? Did you have success right away? Well, let's, let's talk about what the process was because mm-hmm. this is 95. It's different. Yeah. So, it's a totally so, different beast now. Yeah. yeah. I was living in Echo Park, which was incredibly rough. Mm-hmm. Um, back so, then. Now it's super of, hip. Is it? I was oh, it's say. super hip now. Uh. Back then it was like gunshots and roosters every night. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was it was special. <laughs> um, so back in the day, it was uh, pre-internet, um, pre-pager. I never mm-hmm. had a pager, so it was about your answering machine and your agent's office mm-hmm. because you'd get uh, an audition, you'd have to drive to your agency, go through uh, a, a little box, find your scripts and your sides, drive home, learn them, and then go to the audition the next day and wow. repeat. Every night you would drive to your agency and pick up your scripts. And there was no, I didn't have delivery. I know some people were fancy and, oh, had, and had. You could have it delivered? Oh, wow. Well, if you're that guy or that yeah. girl, you know, doing great on that show. Right, and, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You, know, you get that delivered. I will say I've even noticed a difference since I've only been doing this professionally about 10 years. And mm-hmm. when I first started, they used to overnight me scripts and um, couriers would bring in like if I booked something or had a table read or whatever, they would send it to me. That hasn't happened in years. Everything yeah. gets emailed now. Yeah. It's totally, di- everything is totally different. It's a completely automated. I mean, or uh, electrified or. Yeah. You know, yeah. Digitized. Um, and that reminds me of something that we talked about the other night about how you kind of shy away from a lot of the um, social media world yeah. and a lot of that stuff. Tell me about that. Why do you not feel the need to be online all the time and sharing everything all the time. Um, I'll, I'll just jump back for a second because you want to know what, what surprised oh, yeah, me yeah, when yeah. I first got yeah. here. And so that's what the process was and what, mm. what, what the shock was is I came from Montreal is very similar, similar to New York in that no one has a car. It's mm. all subway and you know taxis and whatnot and the, mm. you wouldn't even think of having a car. And then I came here and it became my house to my car to my destination to my car to and that, that was a, a traumatic um, change for me so you didn't feel like you got to walk around and like experience the city my whole my whole how I got my energy was talking to people on the street and you know this is my place and this is you know and that was just gone so that was very strange for me yeah from a shy guy to wanting to talk to people on the street. See, well, I, I, I don't was never even... shy about that. I love, oh, okay. Love I'm like, I don't even talk to people. No, I love talking to people on the street. <laughs> oh, well, it's Montreal. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's French. It's, it's like you're going to talk to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also totally snobby. So I'm oh, like, hey. no, don't talk to me. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> like, don't talk to me. I mm. talk to everybody. Anybody. Yeah. What's your name? That's great. You're homeless, huh? Fascinating. <laughs> that's awesome. I can totally see you do that. <laughs> Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, but uh, the social media stuff, I shy yeah. away from that because... Um, it seemed like an interesting idea uh, when I was on a show and, and, I, and I got into it. But mm-hmm. what I discovered over time is uh, my, I have too thin skin. 
I can't handle the the negative comments, even though it's only a percentage of 1%. 99% mm-hmm. people are lovely, but one nasty person, and you're sort of going, I don't need that in yeah. my day. Yeah. Um, and secondly, I just didn't want to give people access to, to that stuff. Yeah. And, and also, thirdly, I guess if there's a third, and there is, all the shows, if you're active, mm-hmm. all of a sudden that's part of your hiring process mm-hmm. where like, oh, and we expect you to live tweet and we expect you to Instagram, we expect yeah. you to post. And it's like, no. Yeah. You know, I, I, that's my life. I'm, I don't need people in it. There is definitely an expectation now for actors, and especially if you're starring on a show, to post about the show constantly, constantly. and use your following to help support the show. There's a lot of actors, and I don't know if this is happening for you, but a lot of actors are also being asked what their social media following is when they go in to an audition, especially commercially. Wow. Um, have you ever been asked that? Uh, I think maybe once years ago, um, but I don't tend to, I don't, I don't know. No, not anymore. Yeah. Not, not as of late. Cause you also are the Maytag man. Is what we I'm should. the Maytag man. You are the Maytag man. What's inside matters. <laughs> I love That's it. Right. I love that. And it's so interesting to me that, I mean, a good for Maytag for not being like, Oh, and what's your social media following to, totally. to, use that what you've built up as a fan base to also catapult their business because well, a lot of companies do that and first of all they're an amazing company to work for they're so nice they're so conscientious mm-hmm. they they absolutely believe what they're doing mm-hmm. they're absolutely in support of being the only and last american appliance manufacturer mm-hmm. because whirlpool is maytag and they're the, they're the last one yeah if we lose them we don't have any of that made in country anymore nope and that's weird that is weird. So, yeah. so I, I like what they're doing, and I like being a part of that. Do you have Maytag appliances in your house? Yes, I do. <laughs> you, good I answer. haven't had one problem with one of them. <laughs> awesome. So that's great. Um, I, well, I just think that's so interesting because so oh, much. jump back? Yeah, jump of, back? Course, yeah of course. Yeah, okay, cool. Because this is interesting. So we're in the contracting phase mm-hmm. of, of the, the Maytag contract and um, talking just about that. Like, do I or do I not get have a Maytag media appliances? Oh, oh, okay. Uh, because, you know, they're like, well, we don't know. And I said, okay, well, if, if we don't, and that's fine, I need a clause in there saying that, that you can't get mad when someone thinks it's really funny that I have a Kenmore, or a Kenmore, right, right, you know, thing, and they th- and they take a picture of it, going, "Hey, the Maytag man has this," and yeah, it, and they said, "I said if you're fine with that, then then yeah. I'm good too." And so they went away for a bit, and they came back and said, "Okay, all right, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, you know, hold you on know a second. what, you know what?" And I was like, "Yeah, because it's just smart. In, it in totally this, in this is social media age. Yeah, yeah. It only takes one weird photo to go viral, and then all of a sudden, yes. there's either good things it, or damage. It blows a hole in their spokesman, you know, uh, yes. persona. Yeah, and that's really. I'm glad that they did that because there's so much of companies that do not think things through like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the digital age that we live in, you want to present the most honest. You know, at least I think you should be presenting the most honest ad and, you know, uh, representation of your company that you can. So I'm glad that they did that. And and it's self-preservation for me Mm -hmm. because I know I'm going to be doing interviews. Yeah. You know, week after week after week after week through the years. And I know that someone's going to ask me. Right. Hey, do you have them? Yeah. And I was like. I don't want to say no, and I don't want to lie. Yeah, so and you shouldn't. You no. got to give them to me so I can go. Yeah. Oh yes, and they're great, and and then I can feel honest about it. Um, I want to. There's so much I want to talk to you about. Let's do it. Let's do All it. All right, Let's do a you marathon. don't have to leave for like three hours. Okay, Done. good. Um, I want to talk to you uh really quickly about 
Eureka. Sure. Was that your big um, breakthrough, would you say? Because you've been on quite a few other shows before that, but was mm-hmm. Eureka the, the big one? Depends on who you talk to. Um, there, there are definitely watershed moments through my career. Uh, the first was I got in town in 95 and I got a pilot. Mm-hmm. That first pilot season. Um, amazing. Amazing. Stroke of luck. Um, there's a whole story about that. But what that did is that got me on lists. Mm-hmm. And once I got on lists, then everyone's like, who's this Who's this kid? Okay, well, well you know, and so we'll see. And so it got me in the rooms and, and I was considered yeah. after that. So that was a big one. The next one was uh, the, the series Coupling, which I did a mm-hmm. uh, long time ago with Stephen Moffat, who was the, was the writer on that, who's phenomenally talented. Was Coupling sort of like the new Friends? Was that sort of like a takeoff on? Or Pretty a, much, yeah. A kind of a, a new Friends? Okay, yeah. But it was on at the same time. Yeah. We shared. I remember that. You know, we were, but well, the, the real problem with Coupling is, was um, they were supersizing Will and Grace and Friends. Mm-hmm. That time has to come from somewhere. So we were the new show, and they told us to deliver at 19 minutes. Oh, wow. To introduce six characters. And and so the reviews were like, hmm, feels choppy. And we're like, yeah, Yeah, wow. You know, delivering it after you've watched two shows, which are delivering at 24 minutes to watch a 19-minute show. Yeah, that's going to seem real choppy. And they they shot themselves in the foot with that one, then it sounds like. Absolutely. And also we were were, – it was when cable was changing. So we were going from network to the cable landscape, and we were canceled – with a 13, um, which people would kill for right. now, but they were like, huh, we really wanted a 15. Cut to like two years later when pe- people would be content with a five. Right, right. Y- you know, it, yeah. It's- so much has changed in terms of like what gets ordered. Yeah. Um, and you know, they brought the Will and Grace is back now. Right. And, and Roseanne. Doing, and Roseanne, like everything that's old is new again. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I. Or they could just cast properly. How about do how about do that instead of off distribution lists? <laughs> yes, cast for the the right person for the job, and then you'll get interesting shows again. I'm glad that you brought up the list mm. because there's a lot of actors who think that the list is sort of this myth, and I've been like, no, 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 the list is real, people. Totally real. You need to get on the list. And there's a lot of actors who are always constantly wondering, like, what do I need to do? How do I get on this list? Um, get on Game of Thrones. Get on Game of Thrones. Yes. Every single person, yes. monkey, dog on that <laughs> show on gets the their own series. Um, that's true. Um, I, I'm fascinated with the fact that this list exists even in today's world with the um, the prevalence of so many people creating their own content. You've got YouTube stars now. You've got Instagram models and, and actors yeah. and all of this stuff. Yet there still is... A list. And it's an incredibly flawed list. It's not mm-hmm. an accurate list. Right. It's based upon... A previous experience and what they've been booked on before. Yeah. And that sort of thing. And it's usually based upon the cool factor. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Game of Thrones is cool. Yeah. So people What's on that in- show are cool. Whereas if you're on a sci-fi show, and I know from experience, it's very hard to translate to something else. Really? Even there, now? There's a stain. There's no a, way. Yeah. If you're on the sci-fi network, yeah, for sure. Maybe that's just in my mind because we watch a ton of sci-fi stuff and we're mm-hmm. all, you know, we're a big Marvel, you know, DC family and we watch right. all kinds of like comic booky sci-fi type stuff. For me, that's like awesome level status like, but you're yeah. saying that it's maybe doesn't Yeah, they, they misunderstand the fan base, I think. They think that, you know, because it's not cool. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, it's sci-fi for its own sake, mm-hmm. right? So they, they way prefer the cool factor and, and they misunderstand the sci-fi fans 
who will actually follow actors mm -hmm. and go, oh, I love that guy. He was that guy on that show. Anybody who's ever been to a Comic-Con or any con of any kind yeah. would not hesitate to go, oh, this is what that sci-fi show does. Yeah. Because people line up for hours to to meet their, their heroes of their shows. Yeah. You know? Um, so I find that to be really fascinating and I hope that the tide is turning so that more shows like that are, you know, the actors are more prevalent. Hopefully, hopefully. But uh, I mean, to, to, to cycle back to, mm -hmm. so it was getting to town, then coupling and the next one was probably Eureka. Yeah. That sort of put me on the map wow. and Eureka and, and this is for actors around town. Okay. Let's talk <laughs> about your reps for a second. Uh-oh. I was Colin's about to lay it out. Well, I was cautioned. <laughs> People like, you know, don't do Eureka. It's on cable. You know, because really? uh, I was a network guy. I was an NBC oh, you guy. had done IC, yeah. And I, and I was in that world, and they were like, don't do this, you know. And maybe they were right. Maybe I won't come back from it. Were you it. cautioned by your agents? Is that what you Agents mean? and managers, we oh, don't uh, think you should do this. We think you're better than this, you know, as they always do. Sure. You know, and you're like, well, that's great, but are you going to pay my rent? <laughs> right. Because that's due. And, and you know, um, and so I, I did it. And the same thing happened with Maytag. They said no. They were they, like, they, they're like, we don't want you to do this. We can't control the blowback. And and I said, okay, well, I'm going to take a night to sleep on it. And so I, I went home and I watched TV mm -hmm. um, to see who was doing endorsements. Mm -hmm. And the answer was everyone. Everybody. Yeah. So I, I go back and I said, I'm taking it. And and thinking the two things that have given me all of my security mm -hmm. in my life and my son's life. It'll raise him. It'll it it takes care of me. It'll take care of his kids. Yep. All of it came from the two gigs. That I was told not to do. Yep. And what's interesting that's is that's your reps, everybody. That's the reps. And you you can't. I mean, I think the lesson to be learned there is that you have a very strong sense of self and mm. you trusted your gut. So many times as actors, we listen to people and naysayers who say, No, don't do this, it'll ruin your career, blah, 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 blah. And we forget about the artistry and the craft of acting, but also paying our bills yes. and like the necessities of everyday life as an actor. Cause a big part of show business is the business mm -hmm. and, um, surviving and surviving out here. Yeah. Um, and if you look at like, look, Stephanie Courtney, who is the Geico, um, right. lady, she used to be my improv teacher at the groundlings. No way. Yes. And before, like it was She's about like a, the gold standard for is. endorsements. She, and she was my teacher about a year and a half before she got that, um, commercial gig. And she was going out for pilots and doing, you know, co-star or guest star auditions, just like everybody else. And then she got that and she is set for life on yeah. those commercials. Now, I don't know that she's booking a lot theatrically. I think that might have been. And her sort of give and take, but her commercials are on every day, every hour. Like they're yeah. running all the time. Well, and yeah, um, I mean, it, it, but you see, like Brad Pitt and George Clooney, they're all doing a lot and they of. They always have. Stuff. They would they always, always do it foreign. Have. Yeah. Um, and yeah. now it sort of became okay to do it here. And I yep. get, I get the rationale that your reps also rep Chris Pratt mm -hmm. and <clears> you know Jennifer Lawrence, and yeah, maybe. Chris and Jennifer shouldn't do an episode <laughs> of Saved by the Bell. Right. You know, maybe, maybe that's... Or maybe they should. Yeah, watch like, that. that would be amazing. Um, but, like, maybe that's not what they should do, and I understand that. Yeah. But if you're not them... Yes. Don't overthink it. Yeah. I, it was, there was a, a, a gal I like. She was working with uh, Robert Mitchum way back uh, in the 80s and was humming and hawing about whether or not to take this miniseries. And uh, he was in the chair next to her. You know, they're waiting to do their scene. And he said... Always take the gig. Uh, and she's and she's a wine. He said, always take the gig. At the end of your life, 
the good stuff will rise, the bad mm-hmm. stuff will fall away, and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Always take the gig. And I, I, that meant a lot to me, hearing yeah. that story. I think about a similar story with Joan Rivers. She There was a documentary that she did um, several years uh, before she passed away. And she was looking at her calendar. And she's old school, so she still had like a handwritten calendar. Everything was all like written out, and she said, "I have a handwritten calendar." Do I do too? I love it. I'm so old school. I do the the month calendar. Yeah, because I like to be when I'm on the phone or whatever, get an appointment. I like to look at the month. You can see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I hear that. No, next week. Okay. And I don't have to move it on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. I do both, just because if I'm not at my desk, I like to be able to um, Mm. have it at work or whatever. I can pull up my Google Calendar, but I have, I do have a handwritten one. I like um, being able to say, "I'll have to check my calendar." (laughs) That's a really nice way to get out of trouble. Thank oh, you. can you can thank you, you for not saying that to like, me? Like, can you do this podcast? Mm, <laughs> I'll have to check. check my schedule. I mean, I mean it though. It's not just a line. I do have to you check really my schedule. Have to check it. But sometimes it gives me the ability to because I am asked to do a lot of interviews mm-hmm. and and whatnot, and it gives me the ability to go home, sit and think. Yeah, you know, and go. Okay, do I want to do this or this feels? No, I'm busy. I'm not right. Do right. It. Right. Well, thank you for agreeing to come well, to be on my yeah. show. Um. I, Joan Rivers looked at her calendar and she said the scariest thing that she could see would be an empty calendar. So mm-hmm. she was a big believer in staying busy, accepting the gig, no mm-hmm. matter what it was. If it was at an Indian casino in Pachanga or whatever, yeah. or like, you know, uh, the Tonight Show, she would always say yes to everything because she didn't want to stop working. Right. And I so appreciated that. And it's like, as actors, we just want to work. We yeah. just want to do um, and it's so frustrating to have people tell you not to take something or to not be on the list so that you don't get opportunities like that. And it, you just sort of feel like you're always like, you know, what, what do I do? Where can I go? How can I do this thing that's inside me? Right. Absolutely. Um, oh, go ahead. You said Indian. Did you mean Native American? Oh, I did. I did. 100%. Excellent. Excellent. I'm from Oklahoma, so we um, interchange Native American and Indian Fantastic. a lot. But yes, just, just point it out. thank you for politically correcting me. Absolutely. <laughs> just yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's it's important to remember to keep. And I don't know how people say no. I've watched people say no, to, and I've had guys, buddies of mine, mm-hmm. who. Um, okay, here's also the story of of my career here. <laughs> I got a pilot every year. It was always at the end of pilot season. All the guys, they get one or two pilots a season, uh-huh. offers, holding deals. You know, they, they bang it out every single time. Those guys, um, I tip my hat. They're amazing. Because I always had to wait till all, for all those guys to get cast before I'd get a job, I knew my place. I was like, I have to take the jobs when they come. I'm not yeah. that guy who's getting offers. Who is it you're thinking who is it that you feel like is getting the jobs before you? Oh, uh, like back who, in what, the who di- are your type? What is your type? Um, who who would I say who's my type? I mean, um it's a wide range, but um back in the day, who would it be? Let's see if I can pull Was it Kai out. Eric Erickson? It's Kai <laughs> Eric Erickson. No, like my buddy Jay Harrington, he gets, you know, pilot every year. He's on SWAT right now. Never There's heard of Michael him. Michael Landis, Don't you know, he's one kidding. of those guys. <laughs> um the There's one guy I'm trying to think of. Sounds like Maybe Brad Rowe. Do you remember back in the day? I think he did Wasteland. He was yeah. super. Uh, Jonathan Shake. You remember him? Mm-mm. Um, all those guys. They would get just offers. So because that was my pattern. Yeah. I knew my place. Yeah. You know, I wasn't the guy to sort of flirt around with. You so know. you were like, I've got to take this job because it may be another year for pilot season. Come back. Well, around I was. Or? I was. 
I was always envious of those guys who would be like, mm, I don't know. I'm going to, I think I want to do this this year. Oh yeah. You know, you sort of go, wow, yeah. like, what I think a place I'm gonna to take be some in. time off and do a film. This right. Year. You know, that yeah. blows my mind where I'm like, really, you're going to take time off. But <laughs> now I'm 45 and you know, time has, has <laughs> reared its ugly head for all of us. So, um, I, I bumped into a couple of those guys and some, one of them said to me, we're in a bar and he said, you know what? He said, I, and he was hot. He was the hot guy for a mm-hmm. while. And he said, I said, no, to everything. I was waiting for that, that sweet secret gig. And, and he says, I watched, he said, and I always saw you, you'd always take the gig. And he said, I, I should have done that. I'm yeah. in a, cause now he's in a bad place. And, and now he's, he's like, hello, hello. Remember me? Get a job. Wow. And, and so he's, he's like, yeah, I should have, should have <clears throat> done that. So that was good to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cause as much as we, you know, you and I talk about this, we are making up the rules as we go along. Sure. We're like, okay, I guess yeah. this is who I am. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so it's nice to get some validation. Yeah, because there is no black or white in this industry. It's sort mm. of like, um, the, I think the old tried and true of what used to work maybe for like De Niro and like, you know, those guys back in the day, they don't work anymore because yeah. it's a different game. It's a different world. There are, there's great television being made now yes. and there's fewer films. Oh, there's no films. There's films there's- that are being made are just the huge blockbuster, you know, avenger type movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a different time to be an actor for sure. Well, and, and you know, you talk about that list. It seems to be, um, mostly cause there's a glut of names mm-hmm. that have come up through cable sure. and film and, sure. and whatnot. And we've figured out a way to recycle our celebrities. So they were famous in the eighties yep. and Oh look, they're back. Isn't they're, that cool? And they're so, on TV now. Yeah. So now you're trying to get a job against all of these names and what, it, what gets real boring for me and surfing through Amazon prime or Netflix mm-hmm. is like, it's the same guys in yep. every show. Just yep. like, okay, this guy, then this guy, like, can we just cast what's right for the part? Yeah. That would be so much more interesting to watch. They're not, I don't, know that that will ever change. No, I don't think it will. Because celebrity and that name recognition, the list recognition Mm -hmm. always trumps, always trumps whatever the talent is in the room. I have lost. And for me, I need some level of cachet in that casting list because then I know there's a budget. Yeah. You know, if it's a bunch of people I've never heard of before, then I'm sort of going, I don't Uh know, is this going to be super low budget? (laughs) Is this going to be sci-fi budget? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, I have lost personally several parts to people who are names. And I'm like, how do I, I feel like I have a name. I've had it for a long time, um, but I I just need other people to know it and put it on their list. Um, You mentioned a few minutes ago about your son. And this was one of the things I loved talking with you about the other day and literally assaulted you with parenting talk at this party. It was good. Um, Because our kids are the same age. And um, I would love to know, first of all, how your perspective changed when you became a dad um, on work, on life. Tell me a little bit about that. First, can you say his name? Are you comfortable with it? Sure. His name's Bubba. What? His name is Bubba. His name is Bubba. He chose Bubba, so he's Bubba. Oh, that's so cute. I mean, we didn't name him for three months. Oh, we were, really? We were like, uh, this seems super important, and we're really nervous. <laughs> so you just wanted to feel it out. Yeah. He was like, and well, at least you didn't name him, like, cries in the middle of the night or, like, <laughs> won't stop pooping. That's yeah. good. That's good. Um, so yeah, I didn't want kids. I didn't, wasn't trying to, to we weren't trying to conceive. Mm-hmm. We were barely together as a couple. Um and uh, so this little guy came came along, and I went through a very serious depression uh, oh, when really? she was pregnant. Um, I think 
probably because I'm logical mm. and I knew what was happening. Like I was lit. Here's what it is. I think, I think we spend basically you're a slave until you're like out of school at 20 because mm-hmm. somebody tells you to do something, you do it. Show up here, do your class. You just you're really good at taking instruction because mm-hmm. that's what your whole life has been. From 20 to 35, we're constantly told, you know. What do I need with my time and my iPhone and what do I think? And what am my, I striving for? What's yeah. my job? You know, you 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 build up this idea of self that's like me and who I am. And then the second you have a kid, all that goes away because you're not important anymore. It's all about them and yeah. their time. And and so that was a shedding of that for me. Oh, wow. Um, for a Are couple you an only child? No, three brothers, three sisters. Oh, holy crap. We yeah. should have led with that. <laughs> three brothers and three sisters. You yeah. have, so you're from a family of seven kids? Yeah. Whoa. Lot, right. Lots of us. God, so, bless. God bless your parents. God bless them. <laughs> or, or just, you know, spay and neuter your parents. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all should have stopped. Because um, yeah. I have just the they one. They fought a lot, but tired. they made up really quickly. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Because I have just the one kid, and when people tell me they have large families, I'm always like, how do you do that? Yeah. It just seems like a lot. I yeah, we only have the one and, and that's fine. I'm I'm ecstatic mm-hmm. with him. And the second he was born, it was a game changer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was done with whatever I was going through over the course of the pregnancy. And I say I was depressed. It wasn't like six days on the couch with pizza sure. boxes ever. I was just I was like I was a little low. I was it's like, a okay. hard thing to wrap your head around because you know um, especially if you come from a large family, you know that your life is about to change exponentially, yes. that your time is no longer your own. Mm-hmm. You can't just pack up and go to Vegas. You can't just go out to the bars whenever you want with your buddies and, and that sort of thing. Cause you have a responsibility now for this other human being's life. Well, and for eight years in my twenties, I was living with a gal who had a two year old. Mm. So, oh, so, you know, I'd done this. And also my younger brothers and sisters are 10, 12 years younger. Oh, wow. So I grew up doing it. I'd done it in my 20s. So you knew so was, what I was knew coming. exactly what was coming. Yeah. Was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. This is going to get rough before it gets better. Oh, no. Um, but he's the light of my life. And mm-hmm. talk about something changing your perspective. I, I, All of a sudden, I'm reliving my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, like this winter, he, he's like, I want to see snow. I was like, let's do it. So we, <laughs> we drove to Baldy. You know, yeah, took the chairlift yeah. up. And we went um, inner tubing. Do you love it? Um, he, he had a great time. Yeah, it's you know, so, so great. You do all sorts of stuff like that. Um, how has your work-life perspective changed in terms of, because you mentioned something the other night that you're more um, thoughtful about what jobs you take. Yeah. Um, because you want to spend the time with him and that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, on two things. One, I'm thoughtful about the jobs I take on a, a moral level because I respect the company I'm doing an endorsement with. Mm-hmm. There have been a bunch of jobs I've said no to because they were racy in the wrong way oh yeah um, and i was like mm, they don't need to see the maytag man doing that yeah <laughs> you know yeah well, Maytag's yeah. Maytag really good to me and yeah. i like to be good to them yeah you know, yeah it, it seems respectful um and that but on the, the front that you're talking about with my son it's i mean he's my world mm-hmm. i love him to death i don't take jobs very often anymore um i won't hard for me to, to do a series uh i directed a couple i directed one thing after he was born and that didn't work because it was, you know, stem to stern. I'm getting up at five in the morning. I'm back at 10 at night. I didn't see him mm-hmm. for five days during the week. And that didn't sit well with me. Yeah, that's so, tough. So now I just erase him. Yeah. That's basically what I'm doing. And and ba- what it comes down to is I prefer my son than being on set. Yeah. I don't like being on set. I like my son. 
Yeah. So, so that's sort of where I'm at. But I think though, or do you think that when you were have first moved out here, when you were in your early to mid twenties, mm. that that would have been a different perspective? Because no. you have a lot of you have a lot of time and years and shows under your belt, so you know what life on set is like. True. Um, and and you it's know also it's less a twelve interesting, hour day. Yeah, and I've gotten to do you 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 put, you put it so well that like I've had my my kick at the can. Like I've done. You name it, I've done it. I've mm-hmm. done it. I've done the action movie. I've done the <clears throat> rom com. I've done. I've done it all. So it's not like, oh, what's under that? You know, I've, I've really explored different roles, and I've been lucky enough to do so. So now, what I'm interested in exploring is him mm-hmm. saying, like, you know, I'm faster than lightning, but not as fast as a cheetah because that is the fastest land animal. <laughs> You're like, okay. Does he watch Wild Kratts? Yes, he does. <laughs> I was like, I know that fact. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Peregrine Falcon could dive at 262 <laughs> miles an hour. That's the fastest. You know. Yeah. Have you seen their live show? No. Oh, you got to go. It's really fun. I will. They come to LA, and I think the last time they were here was like Orange County. Okay. But we watch a lot of Wild Krat. We watch a lot of PBS kids, too. Yeah. And so uh, it's so much fun to hear them like learn things and repeat those those little oh, facts absolutely. back. Oh, absolutely. Like, especially, you know, you have a family dinner, and, and mm-hmm. he's, he's talking about raptors. And you know, my Love brother it. will be like, "Oh, the dinosaur is like no, the sees the the all the birds like an owl is a raptor and an eagle and a peregrine falcon." Does he watch Dinosaur Train? Uh, he doesn't like Dinosaur Train so much. What? Not he the Dinosaur used Train. He to, but he's yeah. he's just like cut to the plot. <laughs> they do do a lot of like frilly stuff. I think it's yeah. more for like little little kids. Um, I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear that that you are embracing parenthood and fatherhood and mm. like finding ways to work it into your career with, I mean, cause I don't, you're not fully giving up your career. You're not like no. by Hollywood and we're done. You're just making more thoughtful and conscientious choices. Yeah. Um, because also, you because know, he's four it. and a half. He goes to kindergarten. I in, guess he goes uh, to, to TK and he missed it by four days. So he's oh, starting yeah. LAUSD. Thanks. <laughs> um, so he's starting in September um, and maybe it'll be different when yeah. he's in TK, but I mean, I don't get this time back. This is zero to five. Uh, like, we, we've been doing sleepovers for the last two nights. Yeah. So, you know, him and me, and we're on the floor, and we do a sleepover. All. It's just, I love it. I love oh. every second of it. Oh, so, I love that. Any yeah. more kids? Um, nothing planned. All right. You know. <laughs> no pressure, but tell me right now. But this one wasn't <laughs> planned either. Uh, so, so. Surprise. Exactly. Um, well, I think you are fantastic, and I'm Thanks. so glad I interrupted your conversation the other night and butted myself into your world oh he was a good guy he was just he was a eureka <laughs> fan oh good yeah, he's okay like, hey, i like the show so that was that was cool um what you didn't see is the fact that i took a picture of you behind me and sent it to my husband i was like oh my god it's colin ferguson from eureka and my Where's husband, your husband i know he's at work he was uh, so bummed he's like see if he wants to have a beer sometime sure. and i was like i bet he will yeah do it i'm good with a beer um, i'm good that way he's he was really bummed that he missed meeting you because he was nice enough he stayed home that night so oh, I could go out. So I was like, thank you. That's the thing with you got to, you know, you, you always have to make arrangements to go do yes. something. You yeah. can't just take off. You start to say, oh, are you free? I mean, you can, but the cops might come and that becomes true. a big it's, ordeal. Yeah. <laughs> Duct tape isn't sticky on skin. Look, <laughs> I know, look, right? we no tried. Harm. She keeps moving. Um, <laughs> well, I think you're fantastic. Oh, thank you. I, this is usually the part of the show where I tell people where to find you on social media. Okay. But. Since you're not really on it, I don't really post. I mean, if if you are if, you on it and people can follow you anyway. Yeah, or? I think at Colin Ferg, I think is is my Twitter and uh, C Ferg one hundred one is my Instagram. All right, so we'll. So you can go. I mean, you can follow oh, it. Follow it doesn't guys. hurt you. 
nudge Colin a little bit and say, hey, buddy, share, share I do go on and us. look every now and then. Every share couple of weeks, world. I'll go on and, and check something out. <laughs> um, anything that you're working on now that you want to promote or tell people about? or What am I doing now? Um, we're at the end of pilot season. Last summer, I did uh, uh, 10 episodes of You're the Worst. Oh, yeah. Which is uh, shoots 15 minutes from my house. Shoots, I was on that you show. Know, you were? I was. I played a teacher. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I Did you saw- shoot at the Greco? Um- yes, it was over. They had actually blocked off a school in um, Atwater. Okay. An area in Atwater because I was a teacher that was like yelling at them. They were swearing and being very vile in front of all the kids. And I'm like, get out of here, you. Um, so, yeah, I saw that on your IMDb and I was like, hey, we're basically co-stars. We're basically <laughs> co-stars. We've basically done basically a Basically starring in the same show. Um, um, but I'm, I guess I'm going to do uh, a week in Canada on a show called Private Eyes, okay. which is Jason Priestley's show. Um, so that's fun. It's uh, And the, here's something at this point in time, like that's run by a buddy of mine. I like working with my friends mm-hmm. because I know they're going to treat me nicely. Mm-hmm. I know they're going to, oh, hey, good to see you. And it's it's family and friendly and all that. I, I find it very um, – I don't have a ton of patience now for people who are unnecessarily arrogant. Oh, yeah. Or like, you're on my project, so do what I tell you. And you're like, I <laughs> – Like, really? Yeah. You don't want to see what I can bring? You just want to, okay, because you're that guy? All right. Does it happen a lot? They don't let you play a little bit as an actor or try new things? Because that's uh, yeah. like my, my – anytime I've ever been in that situation where the actor – where the director goes, just try whatever you want. Like, try it your way. And I'm always like, oh, really? Oh, that's – It's yeah. such a – like, an empowering thing to give an actor. And I've ne- I've rarely ever asked to – there's also – you know, I do hate – um, what some people call improvising, mm-hmm. you know, some people, as you know, you just might drive you bonkers where they say, okay, just improvise one. And that to some people means I'm going to riff yes. for like 10 minutes straight and <laughs> talk over everyone. And you're sort of going, what are you doing? They say the most zany and wild, weird things. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you're sort of going, okay, it, it might not be all about you. Also the camera's on the back of your head. So maybe stop talking. <laughs> That's you know? so true though. There's just a need and that actors have that look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah. Need. Yeah. Whereas, you know, when I, when I hear a director say, okay, you know, you can, you can add a couple things mm-hmm. also cause I direct, right? Like, okay, well if the scene is a page and an eight, you better keep it about a page and an eight. Don't turn it into a four page scene because the editor and the producer is going to go, what is this? What is this? And you know, none of it's going to make it anyway. They got to chop it yeah, up. Yeah. They'll, they'll sort of go, this doesn't, okay, I mean, way to waste time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm still going to put down where people can find you on social oh, media. Oh, please do. Please um, do. Yeah. If you guys want to follow Colin, do I it. I post all the time. He never posts. Um, and we're going to make plans to go have a beer sometime so yeah. my husband can meet you and yeah. say hello. Um, thank you oh, for absolutely. checking Thanks your calendar for and making sure you were free for today. I appreciate it. Um, that's going to do it for me, you guys. Don't forget to follow me at Motherhood in Hollywood on Facebook and Instagram and at Heather Brooker on Twitter. Have a wonderful week, you guys. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. Mama funny. Balls.